So last year, uh, we were all in the parking lot on Good Friday. Remember? Remember how cold, how cold it was? Father Anthony is still shivering. <laughs> the year before, on Good Friday, we weren't even in the parking lot. It was all live streamed. Remember that? That was at the kind of the height of the shutdown, lockdown. Very empty, uh, very incomplete, very much without you. Last week, um, in preparation for this week, we were looking for the cross that we use for the service, and we couldn't find it. Um, you know, three years ago, I was at St. Mary's, so uh, yeah, this was really the first time that we were kind of back to normal for me here, so I didn't even know where it was. Uh, we looked all over. We were looking in closets and the basement below here, the basement in the rectory, garages. Well, eventually we found it. Um, Jamie Lynch, who's a member of the parish, uh, he found it. It was over in the uh, convent garage across the street. So he called me and told me that we found it, so I want to come over and take a look. It's a big cross. It's really big. It's uh, not really heavy, but just big, like very, very tall and, and very wide. It's like it's hard to manage. I picked it up and, and I said to Jamie, um, this is going to be tough to carry. And Jamie kind of looks at me and he goes, well, it is a cross. So I'm like, all right, I guess you're right. Um, so I kind of pick it up, and I'm just sort of maneuvering it around to get a kind of a sense of it, and I, I lift up my hand here, and I pull back, because I cut it. I cut my hand on a, on a nail that was sticking out of the, the back of the cross. So I'm like, ah, and I'm like, I'm looking, and now I'm, I'm bleeding. And I look at Jamie like, this is crazy. Jamie goes, well, it is a cross. <laughs> I was like, would you stop saying that, please? So yes, uh, Jamie was right. Crosses are hard to manage. And it's kind of normal that they should hurt that's what crosses do. If it was easy to manage and it didn't really hurt, then it wouldn't really be a cross. It would be, I don't know, something else, but that doesn't equal cross. Cross equals difficult and painful. It's interesting, though. Look what we do, or at least what I did. We take something that's meant to be objectively tough, and we try to make it smooth and comfortable. 
And we shouldn't do that because it's too important. It's too much a part of what this is all about, the cross. And if we try to turn it into something different, then this becomes different. This becomes some weird, comfortable club. But it stops being a church when we make it manageable and pain-free. I was watching uh, a couple of months ago, there was this, some show on PBS, I think it was PBS, maybe, maybe the History Channel, and it was talking about these like ancient civilizations that have been discovered over the years, archaeologists and searching and ultimately like uncovering these ancient villages and cities, structures that were for you know, hundreds of years, maybe more, like gone, and then they're, then they're found. This guy said, it was interesting, he said, when they find a house of worship, whether it's a, a church or a, or a temple or a mosque, some kind of gathering space, well, they know it because you can tell from the, the architecture. It's a big space. And there's no rooms. It's like a big gathering space. But a lot of times, because it's so old, they can't really tell what it was, what group had it. Was it a mosque? Was it a, a temple? Was it a church? It's hard to tell. And sometimes they never tell. They never figure it out. But then he made this point, and I thought it was interesting. He said, when they, if they dis discover or determine that it was a, a Christian house, it's always for the same reason. They figure it out for the same reason. Because they always find a cross. There's always a cross to be found. It's either painted somewhere under multiple coats of later paint or it's discovered, carved into something. It's always a cross. Well, here's why, I think. This is what Pope John Paul II said about the cross. He said, the cross means that we're never alone. And he's been there. It means there's no shipwreck without hope. There's no dark without dawn. There's no storm without haven. Yeah, the cross tells us he knows what we're going through because he's been there and we're not alone so when your life becomes a shipwreck or you're lost in the dark or trapped in a storm there's hope and there's light and there's haven and that's why it really is our symbol because who doesn't need to know that who doesn't need to be reminded of that 
So, in a couple of minutes, that cross that we found, you know, I'm going to come down the aisle with it. And then you're all going to come out of your seats and you're going to walk up to it and you're going to venerate it. You're going to bow before it or, or touch it. Some gesture of respect. You know, we used to, many in the, in the old days, we used to often kiss it. We probably shouldn't do that anymore because of the, the last couple of years. But one way or another, we're going to honor this symbol. You'll see what it looks like. What's yours look like? What's your cross, crosses, look like? Do you have any? Yeah, you have a, an elderly parent, a mom or a dad who's, you just need to be around them more now. Five years ago, they were like crazy independent, but they're not anymore. So you need to give up something to be with them. That's going to be kind of hard to manage. It's going to be a little painful. But that's what crosses are. Or you're, I don't know, you're a sophomore in high school or whatever, 15, 16, and people around you are changing. Your friends are changing. And you are too, sort of, when you're hanging with them. And people are becoming stupid. They're becoming dishonest and disrespectful. Like as a group, we're like, we're just not the kids we were two summers ago. And you know it's not right. And you know you don't want to be that person. And you know your mom and your dad absolutely deserve more respect than they've been getting recently. So you know you got to do something. And it's not going to be easy. It'll probably mean losing friends and then searching for new ones. And that won't be easy to manage. And it'll actually be kind of painful. You know, Maybe you're, you're somebody who, very practically, since COVID, it's like, I never really got back to church. I mean, for a long time, we couldn't. You know, and then I was, it was kind of gradual because of, we didn't know what, how things were, but, I mean, I'm out and about. I am back 100% now, and I have been for months. But I never got back here. Haven't really been praying I've kind of taken, not taken, I've just sort of, God's sort of become absent in my life. And a couple of years ago, God wasn't. So something's got to give in order to make space for God. And I'm, I just, I know I need to do that. It's like, um, 
I'm fighting my kids' battles way more than I should be. Every time they're in trouble in school, I'm going to bat for them. And I'm beginning to realize, like, there's patterns here. These teachers can't always be wrong. In fact, I'm looking at it now, maybe they've never really been wrong. And I'm making excuses, and I'm making life difficult for my, te- my kids' teachers, because I, I don't like the price of discipline. It's more comfortable being friends with my kid than mother or father to my kid. And I know I need to break that because it's not going to end well. It's only going to get worse. I need to carry the cross of being a good parent. And I haven't lately. It's like... As I'm getting older, I'm realizing I'm just drinking more than I used to. You know, I used to have sort of, you know, measurements. I was like, okay, this is, I'm not going to go more than this. And they've been pushed back, and I'm just, I'm just drinking more than I should. I know it. Starting to once in a while have sort of embarrassing encounters got to apologize to people the next day and I never used to have to do that and I think I probably have to look at what's going on within me and that won't be easy either because it might mean it will mean probably like a little bit of a lifestyle change and yeah maybe that like the kid I'll I may have to lose friends man but the alternative is worse none of this is easy All of that's tough to manage. All of that involves some degree of pain. And I just think that's what our crosses look like. And today we're being asked to come up and bow before those crosses. Yeah, well, the wooden ones symbolically, yeah, we'll we'll venerate that. No, but you got to venerate your cross, each of our crosses, not make them smooth, not make them manageable. Confront them and carry them. You know, 75 years ago today, Jackie Robinson broke into the, to the majors. He broke the color barrier. 75 years ago today, if you read anything about his life or even you know the movie a couple of years ago about his life and you... You can't believe those first few seasons, the abuse he received, the challenge of of being the first, and the crosses that he had to face, crosses of bigotry and ignorance and fear. But he did. Today, Every major league player in every game today will wear the number 42. It's a number which, by the way, has been retired by every major league team. So with the exception of today, nobody ever can wear 42. Today they all do. What's the point? 
When we carry those crosses, we're remembered. We make a difference. They're necessary. They're not pleasant, but they're necessary. So last week, we lost the cross for a while, but we found it, and I tried to make it soft, soft and comfortable. Don't do that. And don't lose your cross. And if you have, go find it. <laughs>